for tuning in to the Catch Podcast. Brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle. The best American small business baits you've never heard of. Stocked in a monthly box. Use promo code the Catch 5 off and save $5 off your first monthly subscription to the Weekend Warrior Box. Here are your hosts, Matt Souders and Brad Hicks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Catch Podcast. Brad, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. How you doing? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad. The- you shaved. I was about to say, say, people who watch the show might notice I don't have hair on my face, and that's because I had to go to a fancy-dancy dinner on Friday, and my wife said I looked like a bum. So I instead of trimming it, I was trimming it, and I had the wrong guard on. I trimmed, like, I had the right guard on, in all honesty. I just tilted up too much and got the full blade and just cut, like, a big patch. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go on. And then I just took the thing off and just went to town and started destroying my face. So, yeah. This is hopefully it should be back in like two or three days. So you look like around. a you look like a businessman. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely uh, my uh, personality uh, outside of this. For everyone who knows, I'm actually faking it. I go to an office job and I read the Nasdaq, and that's what I do with my life. There I'm you go. Kidding. I don't even know what the Nasdaq is. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so Brad, what have you been up to, man? Uh, not much. Like. We went fishing with the Dark Horse guys this weekend. I don't really want to talk about it because that trip sucked. (laughs) (laughs) So we, well, uh, they they caught fish, which is what matters. We took them to catch fish to a spot. But well, we we were taking pictures of them. That's why we went. Yeah, we were doing some media stuff, which some of the pictures uh, ended up are going to be on the website. They look pretty dope. I'll say me and Brad did a great job uh, with some setup. So hopefully they're proud with that. No, we took him out. Josh was catching fish within like 10 minutes of us getting to the actual stretch. We were to fish on like a pink swimmer with a, uh, what had said tungsten weight, but he, it was like burnt or whatever to where it had like the sheen and stuff to it. So he's catching fish with that. And then Zach was catching them with the Robusto, uh, Creek, it's not the creek, creek crawler seeker. it's creek, creek seeker. seeker the creek seeker which i love that crankbait it's awesome i think you lost it's, already you i know. lost mine yeah that sucks yeah that sucks real bad but i, I think it's awesome it's uh but he was catching he caught a couple fish on that uh jock caught a catfish he got two zach caught a catfish brad's only fish of the day was a catfish <laughs> and, and i caught like a 14 inch uh smallmouth on a jackhammer with my new favorite trailer the best trailer i've ever used the uh hog farmer uh 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 what's it called spunk shad dude i love that thing that it looks so good it does look good it looks so good but i'm excited to try try the uh, z-man one because it's the last tech so it'll last for and got little thingies on it so yeah me too that thing looks awesome um before we get started with the episode we got a couple reviews that i want to read off of apple music so the first one's from uh, Mid Dart, and the subject says, Starting Strong. He says, I enjoyed these guys quite a bit on their previous podcast, but I think the new format will really let these guys grow into greater success. I am struggling wade fishermen, looking for every edge to improve my chances. I don't get a chance to fish often or watch YouTube. So podcasts are my source of information. The episodes with Josh Shrinko and Drew Gregory are among the best I've ever heard, and I will put that information to work next time I get out. If they keep creating episodes that good, this podcast will easily rise to the top. So, <laughs> that was a cool. That was a cool uh, review. So thanks, Mid Dark. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Yep. And then the second one's from a, a local guy here, Dustin Stamper Fishing. Mm-hmm. The subject says catfish. <laughs> he says it's an okay podcast. Dot 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 dot. JK, you guys are killing it. Great job, Brad and Matt. I wonder what the catfish subject line is referring to. Could it oh, possibly be referring to Brad Hicks catching all the catfish? It is. In- he, he laughs at me. Like, I've, I've messaged him back and forth about it. He thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, so guys. Do I. I, 
leave a message on the Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it here on the show. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we have anything else really. One more thing. There is a follower that has been sharing our stuff quite a bit lately. So, Michael Hart, when you hear this, message me your address because I got some stuff I'm going to send you for sharing our. There we go. It's 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 a cool cool package too. So, yeah, there we go. And there we go. So, <laughs> there we go, Mister Hart. Keep sharing away. Everybody else, keep sharing away. Uh, uh, Ross, you're you're going tomorrow. I finally got a box that's small enough for it. The only other box I had was like this big. And I, I kind of wanted to put the reel just in the middle to make you think it was like a bunch of stuff and then just be a reel. But then I took it to get it shipped and it, it yeah, man. So I finally have a smaller box. So I'll be sending that out tomorrow. Uh, so you should have hopefully in the next week or so. But uh, yeah, I don't think we have anything else. Brad, you have anything else? Nope. All right. I want to get into this episode mostly because we kind of i talked about a little of the back room but we've, we've got a thing going to where we're like we're one of the first podcasts to really talk about a new iCast reveal last year we talked about the rvr and this year we're going to talk about the new bona fide skf with the man the myth the legend the man the myth <laughs> the legend hans himself from bona fide fishing how you doing hans good how you guys doing good great good to see you you too you as well. I'm sure you're still recovering from the joyous occasion of iCast. Oh man, it was. Um, it's always. <laughs> it's always so extra at iCast. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that. But yeah, we had a good. We actually had a really good show. Um, there's a lot of energy in the booth, which is always really nice. It's good. Yeah, it's just good to go down there and uh, catch up with everyone, even. You know, people that I guess it would we'd consider technically our competitors, but they're mm-hmm. they're our friends too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just yeah. a it's a good time to be down there. Bonafide always seems to do it right at iCast. I like how you guys reveal your stuff every Thank year. You. Pretty cool. It's, yeah, uh, no, I mean it's it's always awesome. No, go go ahead. I uh, no, that's what I was gonna say. It was it's always awesome. <laughs> we uh <clears throat> We had one this year that I I wasn't sure exactly how it would be received because um, I was able to talk about it um, to almost no one <laughs> before I cast. And so uh, just the way it, it came about, it was a, a total surprise uh, to, to everybody. And, oh, yeah. and that's always a little frightening, you know, but I mean, it, it, it it was just something that that's so different for uh, the stuff that I have have done in the past that we thought, what the heck? Let's just keep it quiet, you know. Yeah. And uh, I know I wasn't expecting it, except back in the expo back here in Columbus, Ohio. Dave Omer did like hint. He was like, "Oh, Bonafide might be coming out with something. They might not come out with something. I don't know." So I was just like. Oh, I wonder what they're going to come out with. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say with last year, you guys dove into like your, it was kind of a, I wouldn't say out of right field, but maybe a little bit diving into rods and the, the bags and everything, which I have both bags for everyone out there looking at them. Definitely worth it. I love it. Uh, you can ask Brad. I took it out with me on Sunday when we went bank fishing and I had a tripod stuck to it, yeah. uh, GoPro in it about 15 pounds of plastic lures that I didn't even use. And then four box 3,600 Plano thins in the bottom. Uh, yeah. Plus a Gatorade and everything else. And the sidekick lives on my uh, RVR. That's like one of the best seat bags out there just because all the components, it's not huge. It clips on great. Um, and then the rods, I've got a couple of the rods. They're awesome rods. And uh, so it's, it was out of left field with that. And then, this year, I was like, well, they came out with rods and stuff. I was the first thing in my thought in my head. I was like, well, if they come out with real, I mean, it would it would be, hey, we've gone rods and bags. Maybe it's a real. And then the SKF one seventeen was was shown. I was blown out of. I mean, I didn't wasn't even thinking, but it yeah. it makes sense though because I mean, a lot of guys in the one of the main markets. Now I'll tell you, it's it was a lot of guys who redfish and flatfish are gonna love this boat but a ton of guys who creek fish are going to love this boat. Yeah. So uh, like, I think that's, 
yeah. that's going to be a runoff. It is. It's. It is a really, you know, it is a skinny water boat. It's something you you can get into anything with, and obviously we have the RVR for that. Um, but also, like, you know, if if that's how you like to fish, if you just want something that's a low decked and really low, you know, very low profile, um, you know, their guys are going to be using it for that for sure. And we kind of knew that too, you know, I mean, we, yeah. we haven't, we haven't really marketed it yet. Um, so we're still trying to figure out how to like, how to tell the story of what it, what it can do. Um, but I think that's one that it's going to find it's, it's, it's so different. It's going to find its home in some different, in a lot of different waters, I think, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's only a matter of time before you start seeing people put the XI3 on that, too. <laughs> I'm always, I'm like, guys, can we, can, like, can, maybe I need to go to Murder Guide. It's like, please make a slightly smaller version of this thing or something. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, you would you would think by now they would have done it because people put XI3s. I saw a post on a, a Facebook group for do-it-yourself like kayak rigging and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this dude had a pecking signal sit on top, like a $350 boat. I used to sell them at Gander and he had an XI through in front of it with a 12 inch Lowrance and a power pole drilled in the back. And it has no mounting points for any of this. And I was like, huh. what that you have like your motor costs more than four of your boats. Your power pole costs more than your boat. And that fish finder is the same price as the motor. So like, this is insane. And, and like uh, dollars hey, in home Depot caulk probably to get that yeah. on there <laughs> like, yeah. like, like epoxy he's yeah. got got stock in uh you know gorilla glue or something you know That's i'm about to say some marine jb weld man it'll <laughs> weld everything uh, but so for the people at home because we do have some new listeners um who may not have seen you on the show last year they may be new to the industry kind of give a little background to who you are how you got into fishing just real quick rundown yeah yeah that that sounds good so um so i'm the head of design at bonafide kayaks bonafide fishing um i've been designing kayaks for i guess uh it's going on it's over 10 years now i guess mm -hmm. um which is crazy but uh i started off in whitewater kayaks that that was my original like way into the kayak industry and then um you know i jumped over into fishing which was um, something that I did as a kid, I love, I love fishing as a kid, but when I started designing fishing kayaks, I was just like, man, this could be way better, you know? Yeah. And so ever since, um, I've just been, uh, it's, it's so much fun to design fishing kayaks. Um, there's, there's so, there's so many problems to solve that, that I feel like it's just limitless, you know? I mean, below the water, there's, there's, you know so many ways that you can make a kayak better perform better and then on the deck side you know it's just as a product designer it's just like an ergonomic nightmare on the deck you know trying to figure out where everything should be and um you know and then and then the i would say like the end user just gives so much feedback about what they love and they hate you know so if you make it wrong um people definitely tell you about it mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do something, if you do something really innovative, if you do something right, you, you know, um, you get a lot of feedback on that too. Um, mm -hmm. and so it's just been a lot of fun, honestly. Um, and so, um, at Bonafide, one of the things that's, one of the things that's been nice is that we've been able to, um, just focus on the boats that, you know, the boats that we believe people should have. Mm-hmm guess that's that's how i look at it and so that's what i've been doing is trying to trying to figure out you know uh with as little compromise as possible like what what can we get what what can we get out to the market that's really good mm -hmm. uh, and obviously you know some of that has to do with price we don't want to make everything six thousand dollars you know because that's you know i want people to have be able to afford the boats that we that we produce but that's the kind of stuff that, that, um, you know, I don't want to say hardcore fishing, but it is kind of, it is, it is bonafide fishing. It's, you know, mm -hmm. we want to be, uh, 
we want to make it as good as we can for for the growing industry of kayak fishing. Mm -hmm. And I always think of Bonafide as being one of the top manufacturers in kayak fishing. So you guys got that going for you for sure. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we're all about it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a company and it has nothing to do with wrong hand. Nothing to do with me being on the team or anything. <laughs> but even before that, um, I had a bonus before I was on the team. And what I love about it is you have a price point or a kayak for every price point. So if someone's really just wanting to get right into it, there's one of the mm -hmm. lower price point bolts. And then you have, you know, all the way up to the P-127, which is kind of like that hardcore angler, which has, I mean, that the kayak industry, you'll know this better than even me and Bradwood, but the kayak industry has completely evolved where you know guys are uh i mean catches out there uh track extra track space to put dual monitors up and all the accessory companies now make panoptic and live scope mounts yak gadget uh yak attack uh yeah. uh what's what's the other one the uh starts with an r railblazer uh, railblazer they're making one now like everyone's making everything for which everything you'd see on a boat is now coming to the kayak world but yep. bonafide really gets down to where I, one of the best boats ever made, even till today, the SS-127 is still a relatively affordable boat compared to mm -hmm. everybody else and every other lineup. I mean, the seat, which we'll get into this later, but um, that, that's the best, most comfortable seat I've ever been in any boat. I've been in tons now. Um, and the versatility you have, you can do whatever you want with that boat. I mean, people, I, I'm surprised there's not one like with the jet motor on it yet. Um, yeah, because you can do whatever you want and it's, it's right nestled in that perfect price point. So yeah, I mean, Bonafide really, you can tell you guys are thinking about boat in this point and this one still giving more than really what the con end consumers paying for the boat, all the extra stuff they're getting on it that you would see in higher end boats. So yeah, hey, you guys are doing something right. So just keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. It's a, it's, it's a, it's definitely a passion. So, um, you know, I'd love to be, uh, it, it keeps me, you know, it keeps me working a lot. I'd love to be fishing a little more myself personally, but I work it into my testing time and I work it into, um, just working on new product and stuff. And, but the passion for doing it is really just. Um, some days I get out, and I get, I get to go fishing with people that are using our products and mm -hmm. I get to see them, you know, I get to see people enjoying them and that's, that's, that's pretty rewarding, honestly. You know? I bet it is. Cause I mean, I, I have, or I work in the construction industry and we remodel houses and stuff like that. And it's the same thing you're finished and you see these customers happy with the product. It's just like, that's pretty cool absolutely yeah yep. when you get you get that that return um i used to build furniture uh, mm -hmm. years ago that was something that i i've always liked to do and it's the same thing just no i've always been hands-on i guess building things so it's just a natural extension building out kayaks is, it's a lot yep. of fun. <laughs> oh no i can i can fully imagine you can also labor love because it's like you said you have to be passionate to do it and you're also right in the kayak community will let you know one way or the other. Just like when, when the RVR came out, everyone was loving the internal uh, gear lines, which um, I own it. I love that boat. I use it for everything now. Uh, and that's that feature is just awesome. Just yeah. It just gets out of the way. It solves a problem that has always been a problem where if you didn't want a trolley line or something, you always have wire or rope or something hanging around the boat. And as someone who had a front mounted anchor on my old RS, I have tripped on that line so many times. So having it inlaid in the boat, just, it's just solves a problem that you really don't think of. Um, and it makes it effortless to do it. So yeah, but you're right. Kayak community will let you know one way or the other, how yeah. something's going. And we, you know, we, we, we know we get, we don't get things perfect all the time. So Feedback's always good, but, um, uh, you know, I just try to keep improving things as we go and um, hopefully coming out with stuff that, that uh, one, people want to buy because that helps us. When people buy our stuff, it helps us. It helps us. <laughs> it helps me design more. <laughs> so, yeah. 
always a good plug for John Carvin. <laughs> um, so I will say, Brad, do you have anything before I? No, I was gonna say, are you all right? <laughs> I'm dying, man. I'm done. Uh, if I took her to the doctor today, she she doesn't have strep, so I don't have that. Her throat's hurting, her ears are all like full of fluid. And the doctor was like, yeah, you probably got what's going around. I didn't even know something was going around. So now I'm like, every cough I cough, I'm like, I'm dying. It's the end. So, so I'm used to I'm used to the cough and congestion in like five months. Not right now. But uh, let's let's kind of dive into the SKF. So what was the process? I pull it on the screen. What was the thought process of bringing a boat like this to market? Like what was kind of at the very start you made you decide this is something we need to bring to the market yeah absolutely um so since we do a little podcasting insider here i'll i'll uh i'll give you a little extra info on on this on the skf <laughs> i love it i've got um i guess when originally i was looking at this idea as something that um i was we, we oh, let me back up for a second. You, when we develop stuff, we always develop some kind of weird name to um, to start developing stuff. You know, it could be, you know, the superboat or you know, uh, Oklahoma. I don't know what. There's always like yeah. some name that is associated with something that we're talking about for years down the road. Mm. And so this this was called Party Barge, and, uh, <laughs> and so we, I was trying to figure out what party barge was going to be, but it was really going to be something that was a little more oriented towards, towards partying, you know, just, um, floating, drinking, you know, all the things that, uh, your grandma told you not to do, not to do. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but as we got into it, it just seemed like, uh, one, we just, it just seemed like it really needed to be a, a serious, something serious. And, um, and so that's when it became bonafide. And, and then I sort of got the, we looked at it and we're like, could we, you know, could we put the high, could we put the high rise seat on this thing and sell it that way, which would, and then after we started looking at it, it was, it, we were kind of like, it really needs the high rise seat. Like that, that is what would set it apart from any of the other, uh, like roto molded sup kind of hybrid looking things that are out there. Yeah. Um, and there's a few of them and there's nothing wrong with those, but none of them really had integrated something as, as nice as a high rise seat. So that's when we were kind of, uh, I think is it just as a, as a group, we were just like, that's, that's what it needs to be. Um, and of course, you know, with that, it, it was really all about like, can we, can we build something like this? That is, it's bona fide. It's going to be ultimate, ultimate fishability. So can we make it really fishable? It, it'll strategically like have all the right stuff on it. So that if you take it fishing, you're gonna have a great day of fishing. But mm -hmm. then, you know, if you don't use it for fishing, it's still a party barge, you know, it's like, it's a fishing craft, but it's also got party barge hidden, hidden in there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that, I think that's kind of the background, sort of the inside information on it is, is like, um, for me, like as a, as a dad, I take my kids on the waters, you know, or my whole family we go and like, a lot of times we're not, we're not out doing serious fishing. Like, yeah, you know, we're just out doing but I am not going to the water if I don't have a fishing rod, yeah. you know? So, and I'm almost the part where my kids are just like, you know, they're like, dad, seriously, you're going to keep, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm fishing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's where the sort of the, ver the, I guess the versatility of this thing kicks in because um, you could be a person that you could be someone that, that fishes salt marshes and, and, mm -hmm. You know, maybe you go to the coast three, four times a year or a couple times a year. This thing is on your rooftop. It's no big deal. Haul it to the coast and you can go float a marsh and have a blast, you know, fishing for, you know, trout, redfish out in the marshes. Um, maybe you're a person that has a lazy river near your house and you and your you and your family go out there on a Sunday 
you know, and you're just floating and chilling, um, it can be that boat. You can still fish with it. So it's like you could do all of those things and you only need one, one watercraft for those things. Mm-hmm. And if you want to throw a motor on the back, I mean, I've, I've already put the torpedo on it. I've been, I've been using mine for striper fishing and, um, you know, I work in some, some fishing in my testing time. So I put the, tor- I put the torpedo on it. I actually put the, um, the select foot braces on there with, uh, I use the yak attack 90 degree brackets. Yep. I actually mm-hmm. put, uh, I put the hardware on the boat so that it can, you can do that really easily. Uh, so I add steer, you know, the steering foot braces on there and, um, I've motorized it and, uh, you know, where I'm at, I'm, I'm slow, basically, uh, slow trolling for striper. Um, mm. So, um, you know, it's just a kind of a wide range of uses, which is um, a little different for us from the, the, the other way, which is we each boat we have is kind of very specific. You know, mm. this one is just kind of use it the way you want to use it. So the first two things that stood out to me about this boat, you mentioned both of them already, which was the seat and uh, the lack of foot braces. I'm so glad you put that seat on. Cause like Matt said a little bit ago, best seat ever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, what was the, uh, what was the idea of not putting the foot braces on? Yeah. So I think the, the not having foot braces was, the party, it was the party barge part of it. So that if you want to sit on this thing, uh, let's say you want to sit on this thing with your friends and hang, hang your feet in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, the deck is clear. So you don't have stuff hanging up. And if I had added foot braces, it would have built it up to being a, a taller, kind of a taller vessel. Oh, I gotcha. So in keeping it low, it allows it to stay much more um, just down out of the wind. And then I, I, I put the track in the, um, there's actually a mounting insert there so that if you want foot braces, you can add them uh, relatively easily. But, um, but uh, I guess it really came out of the fact that it, it had started as a, really as an open deck, you know, concept. And we kept sprinkling more and more fishing stuff into it <laughs> as it went. That's cool. So it was, a, it was really, an, it was a, an interesting thing when we got to the, you know, the deck side, because I was like, we want it to have really good structure. We want it to feel really good, but we want the deck to look nice and, you know, un, you know, not too many scuppers, you know, everywhere under your feet and stuff. So it was a good bit of work to try and figure out a way to make all that work out. Yeah. And you're not only catering to bass fishermen and partiers and everything, you're also catering to fly guys. Cause I've seen so many people that oh, fly yeah. fish that have seen this platform. They're like, that is perfect. I want that. Yeah, the yeah, second, I- the second it came out, I sent, I had a couple older gentlemen that worked in, the gander outdoors when we sold fishing and everything and two they're all they do is fly fish and they both fish out of uh uh well one fishes out of uh rs and the other one fishes out of a uh, ss 107 mm-hmm. and i sent pictures of this uh one of them and he was like that's like the best i've ever thought of when it comes to fly fishing because the whole deck's open i can walk to the front and you know and uh yeah so that you you've i don't know if you've purposely tapped into that but you tap that side of the industry that question yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't fly fish a lot myself. um, So I don't have a lot of like fly fishing contacts. But what I was thinking is if you go to fly fishing, everyone that I have talked to about it is like, take, get rid of all the crap on the deck. So my, you know, so I have a place to, you know, for my line to stack. And so, you know, with this one, you basically, all you'd have to do is take the bungee off. You could even remove the boss strap. And you'd have a completely, uh, you know, completely simple deck where the line is just not going to catch on anything. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you'd still have plenty of storage behind you. But at, for fly fishing, I think we will we will definitely capture. Um, I think we've got a guy that's going to do some tarpon fishing out of it. 
down uh, further south in Florida, where he'll um, hopefully we get some good imagery out of that. So we'll get we'll get some good shots of some you know uh, some throwing um, what do they call it? But slinging bugs. Yeah, <laughs> slinging bugs or. I, I've got a buddy, James, Brad knows him. He listens to the podcast. He's a fly guy. And uh, he, he always talks about, he loves fly fishing for like musk pie. So he always talks about throwing the chicken. Cause it's just like a giant piece of feather. And he's like, yeah, I'm just out there chucking chickens. And I was like, what? The first time I met him, we were talking he was like, yeah, chuck chickens. So I was like, what are you talking about? And he shows me this picture that just looks like, like your great aunt's feathered boa. And I was like, what is that? He's like, it's a chicken. And I was like, oh, my God, does it catch fish? He's like, oh, man, pike and muskie smash it. I was like, that's That's insane. So (laughs) that is crazy. Yeah, I'm actually going to go up to the New River, uh, hopefully sometime towards the end of August, early September, and do a little float up there. And I'll have an RVR up there, and I'll probably bring one of these for for my boy. Let Let him just, you know. Stand, we'll we'll float a section up there. Um, yeah. So it'll be it'll be fun. Oh yeah, I mean the New River is always fun. Me and Brett need to get down there and actually fish it. Um, yep. So with uh, you kind of mentioned it, and I'll see if I can blow it up here a little bit, uh, or if we have I don't know if there's any other pictures on the the announcement um, about the scupper holes because they are like you said they are in there we go. So you have all your copper holes. Typically, when we see all of our kayaks, whether like my RVR, Brad's got a Sholey or anything else, you have your scuppers kind of here, 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 and here, right on the deck. What was the thought process? Other, you kind of already mentioned it with a clean deck where people aren't seeing scupper holes. But you know, how do these work comparatively to your traditional? And is there any, you know, any extra thinking you guys really had to do to make that kind of happen as a feature of this boat? Yeah, it's um. So I've been experimenting with um, um, different ways of, of getting water out of the boat mm-hmm. so that it just gives you really good structure in the plastic, but it also um, allows the water to sort of, uh, I don't know how to say it. it, it allows the water to move in and out of the boat without getting your feet wet. <laughs> okay. And so what this does, essentially, the, it has these deep channels on the outside. The um, if if you get if you get water in the boat for any reason, maybe you dip it really. It's it's a very stable. It's it's very stable. So you're going to be able to dip this thing over if you want. Mm-hmm. You get water in there. The water is going to move. Um, it's either going to move out to the sides. It can move back uh, through through the uh, a center channel to the under the seat. There's two scuppers under there. But basically what it's going to do is it's going to get out and roll over into a roll over into an outer channel. And that outer channel can even have water that sort of flexes up into it, but it just, it just keeps your feet from being wet. Or it also like, if you didn't have that outer channel, you would have, um, you would have essentially a more, you'd have more floor flex. So it's kind of a combination of like structure plus water evac- evacuating evacuation. Is that the right word? Yeah. And so I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of so so it's just a good way to do both. And it's kind of cool because when you're like when you're moving around, the water comes up through the scuppers and it it moves up into that channel and then flows back out. Mm-hmm. And um and it just doesn't it it puts less water up onto the deck when you're just moving around. I guess that's the best way to explain it. Um, that makes sense. That's kind of unique. I, yeah. I didn't realize the scuppers were on the outside part of the kayak. Yeah, they're and they're tucked in tight, so there's a lot of deck there. And then the other thing you can't see, which is the underside, um, <clears throat> is that there is a gigantic, um, I'll call it like a, a, it's a channel, but it's a, it's a, it's a big center beam of, of whole side material that it goes up and it supports the the deck right down the middle. Oh, so okay. if you stand in the middle of the boat, I also want I also wanted this boat to be one where 
you can paddle with your feet. You know, you can paddle kind of reclined with your feet just right out in front of you like you're mm-hmm. just chilling, you know, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Or if you jump into the boat, you can jump right on the center line of the boat. Uh, so, like, a lot of times I don't I don't sit down when I climb in a boat. I just I just go from standing on the shore to jumping in the boat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people do that or not, but I do. And I don't. <laughs> oh, I've I did that one time and I jumped in the boat and I lost my I didn't even lose my balance my foot hit <clears throat> one of my rocks I have them horizontally and then I just kept going I didn't yeah. stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah you may want to try that with a pretty clear boat like maybe uh, yeah. no horizontal rod storage but uh, yeah. anyway but you know if this is there is um, a bit of material down the middle of the boat uh, but it's essentially flat there so that you can stand up and move around. And there's not a lot there that can really trip you up. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, it's just giving it more of a, I would say a paddleboard look paddleboard feel, and it just gives you structure in the middle. Um, So, so is the deck kind of like with it, with it being in the middle, is it kind of like angled towards the sides since that's where the scupper holes are? Yes. Yeah. So the, there's a, um, there's a little bit of a center ridge that you'll feel when you stand on it. Mm-hmm. And then the plastic has a, a slight, just a slight curvature where your feet are going to stand. And that, that just helps your feet have a nice, nice grip. And then you get to the outer edges and then it just rolls into the scuppers. Okay. So it, in the pictures, it probably looks pretty flat. There's a, there's little, just slight changes in elevation there. Yep but it's all intended to um, give you a good spot to stand mm-hmm. and just keep all of that open. So you can, you know, you can climb around. And th- the other thing that's really great about this is that you've got an open deck. Uh, if you're, if you happen to have dogs, that's your, you know, your dog is your fishing buddy, or, you know, if you're floating that forward of all of that is there's plenty of capacity to hold dogs and I think Justin was actually just showing me a picture where he had both of his German short hairs, you know, on, on his boat. I mean, obviously you wouldn't do a long trip with two German short hairs on your boat, yeah. but he had his on there and, you know, there's, there's a lot of room for, you know, for that sort of thing too. That's cool. Yeah. I, I saw a couple of the videos of, of him having the dogs out there and, you kind of said it best. There was a ton of room for them to have. So, I mean, it's a, it's a completely wide open concept. Um, and seeing it in movement and action is way different than just seeing pictures. So, but yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's a different kind of a platform. It's still, um, one thing that's really cool is it still has the catamaran style hull. It's very, it's a much more, slimmed down version of it but you can yeah. feel the pontoons and the stability and then you know if if you've ever paddled if you've ever tried using a paddleboard for example if you don't have a skeg on it you don't get very far because the thing will just you know it just walks all over the place yep. you have to yep. have a skeg but skegs suck because you know ultimately you forget to bring the skeg when you go or yeah you know, you don't have a screwdriver to put it in. So we gave this thing the, the same drop down skeg that's in the RVR and, you know, purposefully because it's, it's something you don't have to remember. It's just there. Yeah. And, um, and then it's also keeps it, you know, keeps it out of the way when you're dragging it out of the water or loaded on your car or whatever. So it helps it tracks nice and straight, but it's also just on the spring. So you don't have to deal with it. Um, yeah, so nice. it's, it is really kind of a crazy hybrid of all the, you know, all these, these things, it's, it's a, you know, a wide open fly fishing platform, but it also has a really nice high seat and it has a, a skeg that, you know, you don't have to worry about. It's just there and you raise and lower it when you need it. Where is the controls for it? I haven't seen it. So uh, I'm going to so be on the side. It's on the um, it's on the starboard side, um, about where that water splash is. Okay. In the photo, yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's a yeah, so pretty simple. much. 
this the same floor plan more or less with the sketch as the mm-hmm. RVR where that's located kind of right there, which I'll I'll be the uh, uh, believer in that because if if a sometimes I forget to put the skeg down in the RVR because it's I don't know man mine maybe mine just tracks awesome but it tracks great with that and but if I do need a little bit extra tracking it's as simple as reaching over all you have to really do is release the tension of that spring and it pops right down and you're I mean you you have to fight it to turn it like the yeah. you know make it not track so it's yeah. a super simple thing I love that that was incorporated in that because yeah it's it's great for skinny water because if you kind of if you're going through and you're starting to creep bottom you can a it's on a spring so it'll pop up or you can just reach over and pull it up you not to have any extra tools or anything special to you know get it to work yeah yeah it's it's easy to use the the other thing about this that's um that's pretty cool is that because we have the high like the high rise seat system on there uh, when you go to, you know, when you're moving this thing or um, transporting it, the seat comes on and off the boat so easy that mm-hmm. when you're transporting stuff like this, it's really nice to be able to just pop the seat off and and take off with it. You know, throw you can you know throw it yeah. up on your car or whatever. And the um, the gunnels, well, I kind of call them gunnels. I don't know what you'd call them, but basically the sides of the boat are intentionally sort of low and straight. And the mm-hmm. reason for that is because um, you have you need to have plenty of space if you want to mount uh, if you want mounting points for like a parking pole like a push yeah. pole type thing you need a you need something that's not really like you just need a good spot beside your seat for that so mm-hmm. those those gunnels are real simple and low for that reason so that you you have plenty of room to add paddle um, you can you can use the paddle catch if you want. Or you can park your, uh, you can put your parking pole along the side there. So if you're if you're flats fishing, that's that's a really convenient thing to do. Hmm. Yeah, cool. which I was. It's cool you mentioned that because I was going to ask that, especially for you know flats fishing things. A lot of times they'll put the parking pole out or anchor pole or something to hold themselves in a spot while they're mm-hmm. fishing a mouth of a marsh or something along those lines. Um, so having that, and you kind of mentioned earlier, I feel like once you take the seat off this, it is super from looking at it, you know, straight on, it's probably super narrow. So thrown on top of a vehicle and everything's going to make it a lot more aerodynamic. Some of the larger boats, I mean, I've had them on top of my, when I had my Jeep and you knew it was up there because it was like a sail. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I do think that this boat will have a lot of cross kind of crossover uses for, um, again, even, even where someone, um, we tend to think that everyone fishes out of, you know, tournament boats because that's what we all get excited about. Yeah. But there's still like the, you know, it's amazing. The bulk of people who, who end up buying fishing kayaks are really not, they're not there on the tournament boat stuff. And so this is, this is a boat that is also useful for like, if you're kind of new to kayak fishing or maybe you just want something to get out and, you know, take a couple of rods and, and try it out. This is also something that might appeal to you, you know, depending on where you're at in uh, what part of the country you're in. And then, you know, you saw the cooler part of it. You can take this, leave the seat at home and throw the cooler on there. Um, or you can put the cooler behind the seat too. So you can, you know, you can throw that on. Yeah. So, so uh, sorry, sorry, Brad, you're good. No, you, you can le- elaborate. My question was something completely different. Oh, okay. I was just going to go off the cooler thing because that was one of the things I saw at iCast. I thought it was really cool. And you've put it, you you guys love it so much, you made it actual uh, specs on the boat. So for the seat, I mean, a 13 by 7 by 20 inch cooler, uh, that's the 35 Tundra from Yeti. I mean, that's a good size cooler. It replaces the seat, serves the same purpose, but also, you know, kind of opens it up completely. So when you talk about versatility, I mean, this boat was kind of made with that in mind. Yeah, it's um, I, I've taken it out, fished off it with the cooler. Um, I did the stand test on the cooler. That's cool. Um, you know, to me, like if you're sight fishing for redfish, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. 
it 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 doesn't feel i would say like i i i think you'd have to really be pretty good at fly if you were fly fishing from the top of the cooler you know i feel like you'd need to be pretty good at what you're doing yeah <laughs> but when you get a, i know that when you get a push pole in your hand and you're standing that's that's actually pretty easy because you've got that extra you know stability out there yeah. but um i just jumped up on the cooler and stood up and you know took a couple casts and um it's pretty cool to have to be up that high you know uh so you can definitely do it and uh there are two security bars on either side of the cooler so you know you would want definitely want to lash the cooler down when you go out um but uh yeah totally you can you can totally throw a cooler on there and go um but it's a simple boat you know it's it's, it's just a nice simple platform and um i think that's that's really what i what i was hoping for um you know um, i made sure that the hull has really nice shape to it so it's nice and quiet you're chasing you know if you're trying to sneak up on on redfish in the in the marsh grass you need a nice quiet quiet hole and um i even did a kind of a new shape that i've been working on where the bow has a little bit more deflection so if you hit stuff um you don't wear out that keel as quickly like as, a rounded yeah yeah okay. you can kind of see it in a side view it's it actually tilts up a little bit and that's for uh, just simply, you know, hitting when you hit stuff because you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna hit stuff. Um, just so a little bit it, more deflection. That'll kind of push you left or right depending on which side you're hitting. Yeah, or it it will. Um, it gives you like a little wider surface under there. I don't have my 3D printed model tonight to show. You. Oh, Matt's <laughs> disappointed. I am, and I love that thing. Last year when we did the RVR show, we were doing the show, and out of nowhere, it's like, if you're watching it, watch my show. He just pulls out an RVR 3D print. I was like, I need I really want that really bad. <laughs> and he had, like, different, like, larger printouts of the bow, the stern. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. So I could put his Barbies in it. I wish I, I know. It's, like, it's almost Barbie size, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be sweet. But yeah, so it it does it deflect the boat the boat deflects you know so it it's uh maybe next time I'll have a three D printed model you know <laughs> I'm telling you same thing I told you last year make a tab on the website three D printed boat models and they'll sell because I'll buy one of each because I have all the boats so I'm just saying <laughs> you should do it except it takes so much time for me to do those things. Yeah. I can imagine. But what you what here's another thing. This has nothing to do with what they're talking about, but I don't care because I just thought of it and it'd be great. You should tell Justin to somehow find someone who custom makes Barbies and make a Justin Barbie on a 3D printed <laughs> boat. And that would be a great video for him. That's hilarious. <laughs> that would be awesome. I that just popped in my head. I was like, that would be we great. could make a Barbie sized kayak Jesus because that's his nickname, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, you get some little pink shorts, you know? Yeah. I think that would be I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's a product. Oh, I'm telling you, people would buy it. Put it on TikTok shop or something, people would buy it. But uh <laughs> uh Brad, you had you had some before I started talking about the coolers. Yeah, the so the thing I wanted to know about the hole, like from looking at it from the side. You always think of uh, paddle boards being really thin. How thin is the hull on this kayak? Th you mean as thin as in... Um, like the height of the gunnels. Okay. Um, so it, could, it looks like it's pretty pretty low profile to the water. It is. I'm, I'm actually looking at a side view of it right now, and I'm trying to remember what the... Um, I wish I had a like a really cool stat for you, but um, it basically it displaces. You know what? Just okay. Yep. Wait, let me say this again. Let me say this less nerdy. Uh, <laughs> it will go in um, for the size that it is. It's eleven foot seven, so it's under you know under twelve feet. There are some limitations, of course, but for the size that it is, 
it will get you into some really skinny water and up to um, we're rating it at four, like 425 capacity. Mm-hmm. Actually, it has more than that, but that's what we're kind of rating it at. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're 200 pounds, you don't have a ton of gear, you're going to be in, you know, three inches, three and a half inches of water. And then from there to the gunnels is, is, not it's not super high so when you see it in the water it's it does look like a stand-up paddleboard maybe even like it's pretty cool looking the bow does not the bow does not ride way up out of the water it's it is low to the water and it is it's that way by it's in by intention yeah Um, that that's the first thing i noticed when i saw it on water when we were looking at icast videos and stuff i'm like man that yeah. looks really small. It probably does really well in the wind too. It does. For that, yeah. for that reason. You're the only, the only thing that is in the wind profile is, is you in the seat and the yep. seat can drop down too. So if you want to be further out of the wind, you can use the lower position. Um, so it, it does well in the wind. Uh, you know, it um, obviously like if you're, if you're out in conditions where you don't want to be that close to the water, this isn't the boat for you. <laughs> Cause it's, you know, it is a, uh, uh, it puts you right there, you know, landing fish would be, you could literally probably just dip the thing and slide a fish in board. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it is, it's really cool. I, I like I said, I've been um, taking it striper fishing. Unfortunately, um, I, I got it out on a day when the, my, but I had, I had to go, the guy I was fishing with landed a really nice one. By the time I got back to, to the, to, by the time I got back to the, the, um, the boat ramp, he had landed a really nice one. <laughs> I, so I missed it by minutes, but, um, uh, it's been a lot of fun because I had, I had the motor on it. So I was, I was using the motor. I had a little cooler, so I was just kicked back. I had my rods, you know, I had I had a rod on the, the track, one at each side, and then one's in the back, and I was just kicked back, you know. Um, it's 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 not it's not fair, it's 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 too easy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so um, it's a good it's it's gonna have a, some some good variable uses for sure. That's cool. Yeah. So if you had to guess, just because people are probably going to ask, if you had to guess, what kind of speed were you getting with the motor back there? Uh, so I had the 403 on it uh, first, and then I and then I put the 1103 on later. It's not. I'll, I'll I'll be completely honest. It's not the fastest, and the reason is that um, the way that the stern works because it's so low to the water, when you stern mount something like that, the motor and the motor bracket, they end up being part of the drag on the boat. So it cruises really nice at, you know, I don't know, maybe four, four and a half cruises really nice. Doesn't draw a lot of, uh, a lot of power out of the battery. But Mm -hmm. when you go, like when I put the 1103 on, it didn't, necessarily add a lot to it because you can dump all the power into it you want yeah it's gonna eventually it's just gonna hit that point where it's it's gonna drag so um you know i would say motoring is is a blast but you would think by looking at it like it's just gonna take off like a um and just start skipping across the water but you need you need a heck of a lot more horsepower than you know the motors that we use do for that but it cruises really nice. It's not like high end, uh, top end speeds. Not like it's not going to blow you away. You know, I, I would say probably around the six, you know, six mile an hour range. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. How 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 di- uh, difficult is it to install a motor on it? Um, it's pretty simple. I we're not going to sell it like with all the tubing r- routed and everything. It, It'll be DIY. Yeah. I, I call it DIY. I guess it's just aftermarket rigging. Um, but it'll have the places for the tubing to run, so you can run your tubing. Um, I mounted the torpedo bracket 
Um, we have a plate that we sell that's just for a just it just goes where the power pole goes. Mm -hmm. So I basically stack the plate, put the torpedo on top of that, and you're ready to go at you know back at the stern. Then you run the tubing, and then you need um, the the select um, uh, steering foot braces. Yep. And uh, they're coming out. I'm not sure if they've already come out with it, but they're coming out with a new foot pad design that's really nice. The reason you need the select ones is because um, they made up to the Yak Attack 90 degree mount. So select foot brace, the Yak Attack 90 degree mount, some tubing, and um, our power pole plate back there, and then you're 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 done. It's pretty that's it's cool. pretty simple. Yeah, the reason I asked that was because there's no uh access to the hull to, in the very front so yeah. I, i'm assuming you have to drill the holes and then feed the tube toward the back that's right yeah, yeah. you if you're new to running tubing um that might be a little challenging the first you know it um, is different, different <laughs> ways to do it but yeah. <laughs> um yeah it, you can use a we we run a we use a copper wire um but there are some different ways that you could do it. I never even thought about doing that, Brad. Yeah, that would have made life so much too. easier. <laughs> yeah, we in the RVR we just took the side plate, taped some needle nose pliers to the tubing, and shot it back as far as we could until we grabbed it. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it worked. It, you know, I know there's. We should probably do a, a better instruction on like just basic rigging like that on our website because I think. I think it would make a lot of sense for us to, you know, show people how to do that stuff. Yeah. Come in handy for sure. No, I agree. Uh, man, we covered everything like really fast, everything I wanted to cover. Uh, I guess the only other thing, go over the specs real quick. Like you said, it's 11 foot seven. So right under that 12 foot range, 34 and a half inches wide. So you have that wide open platform, mm -hmm. 425 max capacity. That's what's awesome to me is because they'll be the guys who will go out with a fly rod, a small cooler, uh, a thermos of coffee, and that's all they're going to have in a push pole. And then there'll be guys like me who will go out with like nine <laughs> rods, 14 yeah. tackle boxes, uh, on the back, batter at the front, like loaded down, and this can, you know, accommodate, accommodate everything. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome, that weight range is right there. Uh, how much does the hull weigh? I noticed the website didn't say that. So right now we are, we're still like going towards production with it. Uh -huh. um, right now we, uh, we think it'll be the, the boat without the seat will be around 65 pounds. Okay. That's what me and oh, Matt yeah. figured. It it'd probably yep. weigh less than the RS. Yeah. It's, um, it is, you know, it's funny because when you look at something like this, you just get different reactions. Obviously, that's light to some people, and it's heavy to others. Yeah, it, <laughs> we could make it lighter, but honestly, I'm I'm also a big fan of plastic being in the right spots. So yep. um, I'm more leaning more towards making sure it has you know really good structure and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's what we we think it'll be around 65 pounds. Um, and I probably won't come, even if we could, I probably won't come below that much because I want to make sure it has good, you know, really good structure. Yeah. And then the seat's another, I think the seat weighs another 11 pounds or something like that. Yeah, to that. Um, so you still have, out of 425, you still have quite a bit, you know, yep. quite a bit to haul. Yeah, I was going to ask that too, because I know there's kayak companies out there that include the weight of the hull in the capacity is that what you guys do as well yeah we do um i think it just the, part of the reason we do that is because um the uh it it just i don't know i guess we've been doing it so long that's we just find that that's a better way of thinking about it you have to you have to think about the you know the boat weight itself first anyways yeah and so including that now, I, as of, you know, I don't know, past couple of years, I think obviously there are a lot of times when stuff gets launched, um, you know, 
there's some weight shaving top, you know, it's like, Oh, it's really, you know, it's 65, but it really is 85. You know, there's a lot of that mm -hmm. going on. I, I get that. So rather than trying to, than trying to, to claim weight that you can't hit, what I like to do is say, look, this is the weight of the boat. If you're going to lift this thing onto the roof of your car, <laughs> You know, so, so sometimes I'll say, Hey, without the seat, it's this much, you know, cause that, yeah. I want that to be a more accurate way of how you're, you know, if you're going to throw it in your truck or something. Um, but th then again, with as, as much gear as, as Matt puts on his boat, he's probably going to care anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh, that leads to my, one of my last questions. Is this uh reinforced or set up or anything for any of the boondocks, any of the landing gear? It is. I didn't, I didn't talk about that, but that, yeah, thanks. It, <laughs> it awesome. is set up that way. The tracks you see behind the seat, uh, for, uh, people like Matt, who will, who will call the kitchen sink. You can also yep. add the boondocks on there. <laughs> That's cool. So I, I tell you what, I put them on the RVR. Uh, it's the best thing like I've ever done. Now that it, I got the sinking wheels, the floating wheels, uh, made me say some words sometimes but the skiing <laughs> wheels work great and uh i mean it's awesome especially when i don't have the trailer i'll have the boat in the back of the truck bed and i'll literally just pop the wheels in push it right out and just start walking and i'm gone and it's awesome that's yeah, that's, that's when you that's when you do that at a boat ramp um where other people are like struggling their boats to the water you just look like a champion like yeah i do like, it's great yeah, I, it was. I fished with my buddy James, and he was using my SS. And I had a set of wheels, but I sold them to another buddy when I got the boondocks. Like, I don't need these anymore. All I use is the RVR a lot anyway, because my wife uses her boat and blah, blah, blah. So he was using her boat because he boat from another competitor. I'm not going to say any names or anything, but it just cracked in a place it shouldn't crack. So we were uh, taking it down to the water, and I was bringing my boat. He was like, starting to drag his like dude just wait a minute i'll be he's like oh you gotta walk over the water like, it's gonna take me two minutes like i have i'm just dragging man i could throw it right in the water and it's not gonna go anywhere and he came back down he was carried his boat down he was like man that must be nice i was like i'd put him on here but yep. you know it just doesn't work yet so yeah <laughs> but i saw those tracks and right when i saw that style track i was like i guarantee you can put boondocks on that bad boy yeah, I'm happy I was right. You you definitely have to make sure that the tracks you put them on are like intended for it. Yeah. But, yes. but we did intend that here, and that's the case. They're they're supported correctly. So um, that's another like easy way to get that thing to the water and back. Um, and uh, we use them in the fat the sidekick. You know, we we put sidekicks on, but we have them on boats in the factory a lot of times, and it's it's a uh, or trade shows, just getting boats in and out of trade shows. It's nice. So, yeah, I believe that. Oh, yeah, it makes a world of difference. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we covered everything. Brad, you got anything else? No, man. Fun episode. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked it too. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to try to get in like I did with the RVR, try to get in it right when it hits launch. Last thing we'll cover as of now, this is projected for everyone out there. But the projected MSRP is at twelve forty nine, correct? Which is a awesome price point. That is great because that makes it accessible to everybody, which is awesome. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait to get this one. Uh, get this one shipping this fall. It's uh, you know, this type of boat typically is going to see more interest in the spring. You know, yep, warming up the summer. So. Um, I think our, our dealers are, are, um, are going to be bringing them in. So people will get a look at them in the fall. And, um, I think that, uh, we're going to have a lot, we, we are, we have a lot of interest, but we're going to have a lot of interest once people see them in, in the shop and, uh, get to paddle them around. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. I hope Mark puts in an order. I want to see one. <clears throat> yeah, I do too. I'm actually probably going to, I was on the phone with him like four hours ago and I meant to ask him and I completely forgot. So now I have to call him again and ask yeah. him if he's going to get them because I hope he does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got nothing else. Brad, do you have anything else? Nope. We're good. Cool. Well, I appreciate well, huh? I appreciate you guys having, asking me to be on. Heck and, yeah. Uh, oh, always. 
it's something at the beginning of the year when we made this, we were talking about episodes and stuff. I was like, oh, we'll have Hans on after. He's like, what's Bonafide coming out with? I was like, I don't know, but they're going to come out with something. I'm sure he'll be on, so we'll just have him on after. But no, we love having you on, man. We really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're uh, super busy. I mean, you're aid running Brave Boats plus, you know, helping around Bonafide, so I appreciate uh, taking the time out, come chat with us, and answer the question. Well, it's, it was, it's great. I, I, I really appreciate you guys doing it and uh, supporting us. And, um, you know, if you're watching this and you, you support Bonafide, it just helps us make better stuff for the fishing, for the world of kayak fishing. So keep supporting us if you can. And, you know, um, I'm always working on new stuff. So hang in there. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to go leave us a review. We will read it on the podcast if you leave a written review. And that's all we have for this week. Have a good one. Peace out. <laughs>